Hey yo, what's happening everyone? Welcome back to Hours of Movies. My name is Brian, your host. Uh, thanks for coming back. I hope you're having a good one, a good day, a good evening, a good night, a good whatever it is. Today's episode, I will be talking about an actor instead of a movie. An actor that's a legend. He's an icon. He's a myth if you've never seen any of his movies. I am talking about Mr. Denzel Washington, born December 28th, 1954. An actor, a director, and a producer. He is one of the greatest actors of our generation, and he is one of the greatest actors in my eyes. I mean, everything that man does is amazing if you tell me a movie stars Denzel Washington I'll probably get around to it or I'll just be like yeah no problem I'll check it out even if the trailer looks like utter garbage I will be there to check out Mr. Washington's film and yeah that man is a part of my life and by that I mean you know I remember watching him so young that you know 20 plus years later He's like the father figure in my life. I mean, is he your guys' father figure or is it just me? Because that man, you know, he's incredible. The first movie I remember seeing him in was a film called John Q, where he plays a character named John Q. Archibald. And I haven't watched a movie in years, but I remember crying. I like cried man i cried in front of my family and yeah he pretty much made an impact on me at a young age like seven years old or whatever and that's when i knew this dude was just gonna be one of the best actors in my eyes denzel washington a superstar but yeah so when did denzel become a father figure to you uh, but he plays those characters, you know, they feel very dad-like with, uh, his wisdom, his speeches, the way he gives you life advice, or, you know, sometimes he gives you that tough love with his characters, with the way he treats some of his, uh, kids in movies. Uh, he's also known to portray real life figures like Malcolm X, Ruben the Hurricane Carter, Herman Boone, and Frank Lucas. Uh, now, you know, as he's getting older... He is moving more into the producing role without acting, like most recently, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. If you checked out this movie, you probably saw his name pop up in the executive producer spot. And he's also going to be directing and producing a film with uh, Michael B. Jordan in the future. In the upcoming years, it'll be coming out. Uh, I think it's called Journal for Jordan. And yeah, I mean... He is a gracious actor, and I would love to chat with him. And it won't even be to talk about like his career in movie. May- mainly just talk about you know anything in general, what he's into, what he loves. He just he's such a big star, but yet he's one of those stars that lives such a quiet, private life that you wonder, hey, what kind of hobbies do you got? But yeah, you know, my favorite role of his would be Private Silas Tripp in Glory. Came out in 1989. And he is amazing in Glory. I mean, he earned his first Oscar for Best Supporting Actor that year. Or not that year, 1989, but the following year during the Oscar ceremonies in 1990. So he won his first 
big award with that film. And if you haven't seen it, it's pretty damn great. It has some good writing and some terrific acting. Other than Denzel, we have Matthew Broderick, Carrie Ells, uh, Morgan Freeman, and Andre Brauger. Uh It's about the 54th uh, Massachusetts Infantry Regiment, the Union Army's first African-American regiment in the American Civil War. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's based on a true story. And... I think it's supposed to be historically accurate because I had two history teachers talk about this movie and say how, you know, accurate it was. And they praise it for everything that, you know, it is. So, you know, if my history teachers are correct, it's a damn accurate film when it comes to that point in time. So, hey, check it out. But it's also really good. And the fight sequences are pretty, pretty dope. I mean... There's a lot of war movies out there, and I know many, many people love to say Saving Private Ryan is the best one, but there's just so many to choose from, you know? Like, war is just crazy. Anyways, uh, he had many, many, many memorable moments in this movie, but I think one of my favorites is when the 54th Amendment is finally getting paid, but the checks come out to $10 instead of the $13 that they were promised and guess who is getting the $13 you know check you guys guessed it white people so the white soldiers you know they're getting paid $13 and pretty much Silas he's upset by that and he starts telling everyone like nah fuck that uh fuck these checks bro why would we risk our lives for less than what the white soldiers are getting paid you know it just goes to show that you know they're being used like always and everyone, you know, in the 54th Amendment just start tripping up their pay stubs and, you know, sooner, sooner rather than later, the Matthew Broderick, you know, he starts tripping up his stuff and so do everyone else. And yeah, I mean, that's a great scene with him. But then there's another terrific moment between him and Matthew Broderick's character, Colonel Robert Shaw. Also, I know it's brought up a lot, but the English language is just strange, right? Like Colonel, C-O-L-O-N-E-L, Colonel, Colonel. It's just, I don't know. Anyways, so there's this scene between the two of them, like a little bit of a backstory. Since these are black soldiers fighting in the Civil War, they will be treated too well by everyone, including those that are on their side in the Union. Uh, so the dude in charge of giving out supplies had not been giving the 54th new socks or shoes or anything really. Uh, so Trip pretty much goes out and he tries to find supplies you know for the men because uh, some soldiers are not able to stand for so long anymore due to their shoes just being so shitty some of them are getting infection in their feet due to like wet socks that they got to keep wearing or just like how dirty it is so they're just being left to just use shitty equipment so silas trip you know he goes out to find some supplies uh, but he doesn't arrive the next day in time. They're, you know, call, you know, check in. And Shaw pretty much thinks he's gone AWOL. So once he returns, 
Shaw pretty much orders him to get whipped in front of all his men in front of everyone pretty much to set an example to for anyone that thinks about running away from the military and obviously or not obviously but thankfully it doesn't end really like that later on Shaw finds out why he ran and you know he ends up going to where the supplier's at and just start giving him shit and threatening him. So, you know, at least some good stuff happens after that. But the whole scene with them, between the two, just acting with their eyes, staring at each other intensely, it's just phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, that's my favorite role of his. Obviously, there's Training Day, which earned him his best actor award for the oscars also one of my favorite stories of denzel is that so in 2002 2001 during the oscar season there was a lot of chatter about how obviously there's not a lot of representation of people of color during the oscars you know they don't get a lot of nominations unless it's the you know foreign language category and leading up to that there's a lot of talk. So when the Oscars came rolling around, there was three significant winners. Uh, so one of the winners was Halle Berry for Monster Ball. And I've never watched the movie, so I don't know, you know how good she was in it or if the movie in general was pretty good because I just hear a lot of mixed things about that. And then the second one was Denzel Washington in Training Day as Alonzo Harris. And if you haven't watched Training Day, you should totally check it out because, I mean, it's one of his best roles, obviously, but Ethan Hawke and him in it, like, it's just amazing, is it not? But a third award was given out. They usually do these in every academy, but it's the honorary award, and they give it gave it to Sidney Portier. And he was the first uh, black person to win an Oscar and for it being the best uh, actor category. So the three of them earned awards during the ceremony. And Denzel was the last one to receive his award. And when we got up there, the first thing he said was just like, "Uh, so you guys are just knocking out two birds with one stone, eh? And uh, that's pretty funny and pretty real. It's like when um, Oscar Isaac and Salma Hayek walked up on the Oscars not too long ago. And then Sam Hayek says, finally, I won an Oscar. And then Oscar Isaac says, you know, Oscar's not so white. It's good shots. I like I little I like little digs at that, you know, those that are self-aware by what's going on. He's also really great in Remember the Titans. I'm not a big football fan, honestly. I could care. Well, I couldn't. I could not care less than what I already do for football, but pretty much I'm not a big dude. I'm not big into that. You know, I just don't really care. So I never really got around to watching Remember the Titans up until last year because I felt like I was I went through everything on Disney Plus. And that was one of the few films I hadn't watched, I guess, in their IP. So I checked it out. Damn, man, he's so good. But everyone in that movie is just fantastic. I mean, you got Wood Harris in it. That's fucking great. You got Ryan Gosling, who is obviously, you know, one of my favorite actors. But Denzel, you know, just being a tough coach, but with a lot of heart, but tough love, you know, because the way he, you know, him growing up in the South as a black man, 
you know, it's just hard. He's really great in Philadelphia. And him and Tom Hanks just really knock it out the park together. The chemistry is just phenomenal. And that's the thing about Denzel Washington. He just has amazing chemistry with whoever he's acting with. Like, there is no movie where he doesn't mesh well with the other actor or he just is able to make it feel so natural between the two or the three or the four, however many people he's supposed to interact with. Everyone he talks to is like he's not talking to the person but to the character. He's able to like just make them be the best they can be you know and yeah that's Denzel Washington dude has a gift he knows how to work a camera he knows how to just stir the pot of good old movie magic like John Q doesn't have a lot of favorable reviews but I mean he's always the one people are talking about that's the good part I mean he made me cry in that deja vu it was fucking balls but hey you know it was good. Malcolm X, obviously. I mean, I didn't win an Oscar for Malcolm X. Like, are you kidding me? Like, have you guys, if you guys have seen that movie, obviously, you'd be like, yeah, why didn't he? But it's just a three-hour masterpiece. Him and Spike Lee just do a lot of great movies together. Like, he got game as well. I mean, I think that's my favorite dad in the in the Denzel Washington-verse. The dad and he got game, the character in that. He just feels so real and someone that's just forgiving and understands that you're just going to make a lot of mistakes, but got to move on. Also, it stars Ray Allen, so that's cool. Uh, But yeah, I mean, let, let me talk a bit, I guess, about movies I don't like or not don't like, but are just, that's the thing. Like, I would try to add his worst movie, but honestly, everything I've watched, he's just so damn good. Like, there's nothing bad. But I guess he'll have some weak movies, you know, like previously mentioned Deja Vu or the most recent The Little Things. But yeah, I mean, I guess since I can't really talk negatively about his acting, I might as well just talk negatively about a movie that I didn't like that he was in so I'll I'll just take some time right now to talk about the little things if you haven't watched that movie it's um okay uh Jared Leto has earned some buzz he was nominated for a Golden Globe for best supporting actor in this previous Golden Globes that just came out but this movie is not his best performance, but he still does his thing, you know, that acting thing he does where he's believable at the character he's trying to be, like when he's talking to a dead woman's body, uh, or, you know, carrying Rami Malik in every fucking scene they're in together. Look, I'm not a Rami Malik hater, but a lot of what he does is just okay, honestly. Like, he just seems so bland and unbelievable in everything he does and i know i know bohemian rhapsody right but it's not too hard to you know play karaoke right i mean come on and plus it's all a sham like homeboy does that you know rami malik does it. i feel like i talked about this point before anyways you know he's just bland to me and yeah every scene they're in together i'm just glad denzel's there helping him out but at the same time there's so many problems with this movie. Like, first of all, the story is just plain. It's just tastes like cardboard. And secondly, there's a lot of stupid decisions that are made in this movie. Like in the first four minutes, this character is being chased 
in like the middle of nowhere almost in a desert road and for some reason she decides to stop and get out at a diner to ask for help but you can tell the diner is closed the lights are off the sign is off no one is there there's no cars but yet the character being chased she still gets out yelling for help asking for someone to come out and no one no one does because obviously no one's there and then she gets taken by the killer i mean and then there's this scene where Rami Malek and Denzel Washington are on a stakeout outside Jared Leto's home. Like, I think Rami Malek had told them that they wanted to talk a bit with him and that if he could meet him at a burger spot not too far from where Jared Leto lives, he's like, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, so it was like a plan for Denzel to like break into the house to find any evidence that ties Jared Leto to the killings. And Jared Leto figures out that, hey, you know what? These motherfuckers are setting me up or not that they're setting me up. Nah, he knows that they're setting up. So he starts walking back and Denzel has to like escape because Jared Leto called the cops on them saying someone broke in. So they show up and there is this fucking scene where Denzel Washington starts like climbing the rooftop. And if you didn't know, Denzel is pretty up there in age. I think he's like 66 now. So, you know, he's not the most athletic anymore. You know, he's not the most young-looking dude anymore. So it just looked pretty hilarious that a grandpa's up there trying to run away from the cops. And then the thing is, there's people outside since all the cops show up and they made a lot of noise. So there's citizens out there. And one, Jared Leto sees him, you know, on top of the roof, and he's, like, hoping no one else does. But two... Jared Leto's character, I mean, Rami Malek as well sees him, and he's just like, oh, come on, man. Like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, my man? You're, you're being noticed right now. Everyone sees you. Whatever. But yeah, the movie is just pretty foolish. There is no real satisfying ending in, in it. It honestly left me going like, wow, really? That's it? But... Yeah, man, I don't know. This movie, that movie was just incredibly boring. I mean, I feel like Jared Leto and and Rami Malek could have switched characters and probably would have been a little bit better. I think I could have believed Rami Malek more of a killer. Uh, But at the same time, Jared Leto probably has killed people, so who knows. But he he would have been a better cop, especially with, like, the shave cut uh, head instead of that long hair. But either way, you know, Jared Leto does well. I know a lot of people that don't like Jared Leto movies, but I think he's a decent actor. I mean, Wrecking for a Dream is pretty good. Chapter 27 is pretty dope. Uh, Mr. Nobody. I've never seen it, but everyone always brings it up. So, yeah, I mean, this movie tried to be like seven, you know, David Fincher seven, but it felt like a two. But um, speaking of seven, though, Brad Pitt's character that was originally offered to Denzel Washington, but he declined to do Devil in a Blue Dress as well. I mean, he did Devil in a Blue Dress, but he also said that the movie seemed pretty dark and satanic, so he didn't want to associate himself with that. But after the movie was released and he watched it, he was like, shit, that's fucking good. Plus, it would have been cool, him and Morgan Freeman together as cops. But yeah, man, Denzel Washington. I love the dude. I don't know if you guys love him, but I certainly do. Other movies you should check out. 
you should probably check out the hurricane it's pretty good you should probably check out he got game if you love basketball as well it's pretty damn fucking awesome ray allen isn't the best actor but yeah you know he plays denzel washington's son decently and plus they both play ball it's pretty cool seeing denzel play ball against ray allen a future nba hall of famer right uh, Flight, he's pretty damn ridiculous in that. I mean, dude's been in a lot of damn good movies. If it has Denzel, it's probably going to be decent, the most, or passable. But yeah, man, Denzel Washington. I hope to meet him one day, because that'd be pretty tight. Like, But I hope he's cool, you know? And They say never meet your heroes. I was just talking to a co-worker about that. You know, never meet your heroes. But anyways, that was Denzel Washington. Or, like, my view on him. You know, my rambles on the man. But anyways, thank you for listening to Hours of Movies. My name is Brian. Subscribe, share, you know, tell your friends about me, your parents, your family, your brothers, sisters. Um, Subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, at Hours of Movies. You know, hit me up there. And yeah, you know, just have a good one, a good night, a good day, good evening, a good whatever is going on, and I'll catch y'all next time.